Let's put that genie back in the bottle. Paint with the colors of the wind, bitch. It's time for two finger point. Power daddy. Our shoes are in the pond. Extra magic hours, which we in turn called extra tragic hours. People call him the naked bull rat. Did you really just two finger point? Here are your hosts, Amber and Kylie. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Finger Point. Kylie here again. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Tuesday, December 26th, I need you to stop what you're doing, go straight to our Instagram, and wish Amber the happiest of birthdays. Yes, today is her birthday, my little Capricorn queen. Happy birthday, Amber. I love you so much. We're going to continue where we left off last week, so if you missed it or you haven't listened yet, be sure you go back and listen. We're wrapping up the year reflecting on our favorite moments from the podcast in 2023. We're continuing with the conversation we had way back in the beginning with Anthony Robertson of the 49ers Cutback Podcast, aka my cousin. Anthony got married this year to the love of his life and my newest official cousin, Jessica, and they honeymooned at the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. Amber's now a magic key holder, but at the time of this conversation, neither of us had been in a while, so we were living vicariously through Anthony, and it was interesting to hear what was going on. Um, And furthermore, Anthony hadn't been in about 20 years. So it was really different for him. How was it? Tell us how everything was. It was it was a blast. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, ate a lot of food, probably that we shouldn't have eaten. Um, went on a lot of rides. Uh, some some cool new stuff there since the last time I've been. I hadn't been to uh, Disneyland in over twenty years, so it was kind of oh. fun to go and and see everything. And it was, yeah, it was a blast. I think th- there were some things that were definitely different than when I went before. New lands, of course, with, you know, all, everything to do with Star Wars. Uh, you know, knowing that it's going to be the end of Splash Mountain pretty soon, I made sure to go on that. And it was just a lot less characters walking around than the last time I was there. Like, the characters are, are definitely more set. Like, oh, we're going to take pictures here or there, but you just don't see them very much. So I thought that was a lot different. That's a good perspective. I, now that I'm thinking about that, I do feel like there are more characters when I was little versus now. And they kind of were just out there, not, not like, oh, they're going to be at this location at this time. So you need to get in line here. It was kind of just like, oh, Snow White's over there. Let's go say hi. Yeah, exactly. It was a lot different back then. I mean, I remember just you could just kind of see them walking around and interact with them. Uh, but now it's it's a little bit different. We still were able to interact with some of the characters, which is fun. It brings back the nostalgic memories of childhood. But uh, overall, it's, it is a little bit different. I think that's kind of expected in a post-COVID, you know, lifetime. Like everyone just sees it differently. Definitely. Did you guys wait in line for any specific characters? Did you have a character that you did want to wait in line for? Well. My wife wanted to wait for the princesses, but she didn't know which princesses were going to be in there. And they said, mm-hmm. by, if we tell you by the time you get inside, they're probably going to be different anyways. Oh. Uh, so we did end up waiting for uh, Tigger and Pooh. Um, and, and so we did get to kind of hang out with them there. And 
uh, that was fun. We had a lot of fun, took some pictures with them. And it was, a, it was memories for me because that's literally what my nursery was growing up. So it was kind of funny that I uh, got to see Pooh again after all these years. Oh, how cool. I had no idea that was your nursery theme. That was also Caleb for the listeners. That's my brother. Um, that's, that was his nursery as well. Was... Yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't remember that was Caleb's, but yeah, that was mine uh and and your dad used to come in there and and you know hang out in the nursery and everything when uh when I was young I remember kind of like one or two I still had some of the things you know left over from the nursery like a, a poo chair and stuff like that because it was pretty big back then oh so how cool so in a way Christopher Robin got to go back to his friends and say meet my wife there there you go perfectly <laughs> yeah yeah and we tried the the have you guys ever tried a tigger tail like the the no. snack no what is that oh it is basically marshmallows uh that are put they put caramel and like an orange chocolate and it looks like tigger's tail it is by far one of the richest as far as uh sugar tasting uh but it it was it was pretty good we could only eat one it we ate it together and it was very but yeah they have a lot of really cool stuff over there uh, as far as sweets and things to eat that sounds like the perfect dessert for Amber. She loves chocolate covered oranges. <laughs> oh my gosh. Soon as she said orange. I saw her face. <laughs> I was on board. No, the last time I went there, I don't know if it was there when you guys went, there was something called churro toffee and it was, I tried it and it was just amazing, but that was really, really sweet too. Yeah. We did not know about that. We kind of found out about the, the Tigger tail from a family member. Oh, uh, wow. So I definitely, I think my, my wife loves churros. Uh, so we did churros multiple days. So I'm sure she would have been willing to try that. But we did not know about that, that it existed. But future visits to Disney, I'm sure that would be something we'd look for. Totally look out for it because it was so good. But it is really rich. And like, I could only eat a little bit at a time because it's so, so sweet. But if she's into churros, she'll love it. Oh, yeah. She loves loves the churros. We walked in. We weren't even in the park five minutes and we already had a churro. Uh, <laughs> this is what she was about, you know? So we, we did try to go like to the different places to try all the different foods uh, because, you know, now with, with everything, TikTok and everything else, you can find out all the different spots to get the different foods and the, and we, we pretty much did that every day. Just find something, try something new. And there was a lot of really, really good foods. And then some that were maybe a little bit overblown, but mm -hmm. overall it was a good experience. So what are some of the foods you think were overrated? I think the corn dog from the, the, the big red wagon. Um, I mean, we both liked it, but compared to, I mean, we had one at our fair uh, here in our local town and it was more delicious than the, the big red wagon one. So I thought that that one was a little bit overblown. Um, but for the most part, it was, it, you know, they were pretty good. We liked uh, the funnel cake. We thought that was really good. We tried that. Um, so Yes, food good, but Red Wagon, mm, maybe blowing out of proportion a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so you had mentioned that, and for the listeners, his wife's name is Jess, Jessica. Um, we call her Jess. Um, so she wanted to see the princesses. Who was her favorite? You know what? I don't even know. <gasps> I, I didn't ask who her favorite was. Uh, she just gets super excited about, like, when she sees them. Uh, cause I, I mean, when we saw Cinderella in the parade, she was very excited about that. Um, but I mean, as far as seeing the princesses, like you don't see them out at all. Like we used to see them before 
you don't see him out at all. Maybe a couple of times we saw like Snow White kind of briskly walking between locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you don't really see any of them, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think she likes a, a, a variety of the different princesses. I don't know exactly which one. I'm going to have to ask her now. Now you put me on the spot. I'm going to have to find out. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like if she's excited over Cinderella, she probably leans towards the classics more. The yeah, I definitely do. Um, she was, you know, she she definitely talked a little bit about because uh, I'm not as up to date on some of the the newer stuff that's come out. If you, mm-hmm. anything old school, I've definitely watched it. But she was talking about like Moana and Coco and you know a lot of these other things, and we're like, oh okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think I got a little bit brought up to speed, but we definitely have some more stuff that we have to watch because I'm I'm not even caught up on who these characters are and the stories behind them. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> um, so who's the biggest Disney fan out of the two of you? Is it you or your wife? It's my wife. It's not even close. <laughs> she, she has been Disney. I mean, as soon as we started dating, she wanted to take a trip to Disney. It's been about Disney. Um, she loves it. You know, we go on to Disney Plus, watch the the shows and stuff. But yeah, she was super hyped to get to Disney, giddy pretty much. I, it was dancing and just enjoying it. She was dancing down the streets and stuff. Yeah, she loves Aww. Disney uh, more than a lot of people that I know. And so she was definitely excited about the experience to go. Does she love it more than me? I don't know. You guys could battle it out <laughs> to see, to see who, who likes it the most. I don't know how you... But she does like it a lot, but I know you do as well. Yeah, well, that's probably why we get along so well. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, she sounds like somebody I want to be friends with. I mean, she loves to try the food and she loves Disney. Let's be besties, Jess. <laughs> right? Oh, totally. You'd love her. She was a little too shy to come on today, but maybe okay. we can do a Zoom call without the recording and hang out. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she would be down for that, too. Very we can cool. have a watch party. Yes, and then maybe a Disney trip one day together, guys. Yes, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how long was your guys' trip? So we were at Disney for three days, and we just did the Magic Kingdom. We did not do uh, California Adventure. Um, She decided that she didn't want to rush. She wanted to take her time, and that if we went to California Adventure, we between those three days, we would really probably push ourselves a little bit more than because she just wanted to take her time and stroll through the park and experience everything instead of going rides to rides to rides Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it was three days of that and because of that we did experience a lot of short lines in some categories uh but we did you know kind of get to experience what all the park had you know watching the parades and then her favorite ride is small world so we went on that like three (laughs) times so you know um my dad used to hop on the stages in that ride he just told me about that when uh, when he came out for the wedding. He said that him and his friends used to jump up on the stages and run around and then jump back into the boat. Yeah. And for the listeners, just for reference, my dad uh, watched Anthony a lot when Anthony was little. So that was the example Anthony grew up with. Very solid example. Yeah. Uh, uh, he definitely uh, got me into some stuff growing up. That's for sure. Uh he was he was rocking the long hair and the rocker style as he's babysitting me. He's like 19 and 20 years old. And yeah, very interesting times. He went from long hair to no hair. 
Oh, I'm just going to love hearing that one. <laughs> um, but, so what was your favorite thing about the honeymoon at Disney? Um, I think it was just the overall atmosphere and experience of being at Disney. Uh, it's just a, it's a different feeling than anywhere else. It's, it's really not real life. If you're there, it's like you're, you're in a movie. Um, and so I think that was kind of fun. You kind of, once you walk through those gates, the world on the outside doesn't exist and you kind of just get to experience it. You know, those hours that you're there and the time that you're there with, you know, especially in this case, it was, you know, with my newly um, married wife. So we just really spent a lot of time together and enjoyed the, the moments that we had. And it was a lot of fun. It's Disney is, is different than any place else, just the atmosphere and the feeling. And I haven't yet been able to experience that anywhere else. And uh, I think that was what was so special about it. Yeah. And like you were saying, you guys stop to enjoy more than just the rides. And I think Disney does a really good job at that. There's smells, there's audio. They really just take a hold of all five senses. Yeah, they do. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's intelligence, you know, the far they do it marketing wise, they know what they're doing. Uh, the way they have the certain corridors that you walk through, you see shops, you see, you know, you smell foods, uh, the foods on the side. But I think you also the kids that are running around do produce a certain atmosphere that makes everyone else kind of feel like a child in those moments. And I think that's uh, another thing that really helps with the Disney experience, because in a lot of locations, you, you just don't get the happiness, you know, constantly. And I think at Disney, everyone's just happy to be in that environment. It brings about the inner child in them and that it kind of gets ex expressed through everybody and their actions while they're there. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too, where that you say that, like, Disney really is the only one that does it the best. I haven't experienced it. I mean, Universal comes second, but even really Disney, just the immersion that they give you, you can't see the outside world once you come into Disney. You really do feel like you're in a different world. Yeah, you do. And, and I mean, when, for Toonland is probably one of the easiest ones to experience that. And you go in there, they got the giant wall that makes you feel you know, like you're in that land and all the characters and everything. And I think you, you do feel like you're in a different world when you go there. And I think they do that better. You walk into star Wars and it's, you feel like you're literally on one of those planets. It's, it's pretty amazing how they make you feel uh, the, the natural sounds. Like you talked about Kylie, like you walk into star Wars, there's those sounds you go to frontier land. There's a different sound. It's, it's, it's really interesting how they do that. And I think it does make you feel immersed into their world. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, with you guys being on the honeymoon, I'm curious if it's similar to when they first started doing this. Did you guys get any perks? Because you guys had the buttons, right? Yeah, they did not give us any perks. There was nothing uh, oh. special that they did in that category. Lots of, um, you know, lots of congratulations, you know, and and just nice interactions that way. Uh, but yeah, no perks in overall it's a it's a different experience too because now you have the app that you do a lot of the, the things off of including ordering food or you know if you get um the genie plus then you get the lightning lane like all of that stuff is definitely different the last time i went we had fast pass so you kind of walked up there and clicked your ticket and everything so it, it's a right. it's a different experience uh but it was it's still a good a very good experience yeah it's that's a good point it's kind of less personal but you can also get a lot more accomplished through the app. 
Oh, definitely. Well, the ordering food is huge. I mean, yeah. you order food on the app, you show up, you tell them you're there five minutes later, it's usually ready. You just go pick it up. Like the convenience is, is far superior than what it used to be. Definitely. Cause you'd have to, and especially if you had your family, you'd have to get all your kids corralled together, figure out what everybody wants, stand in line. Then you got to wait for it to be made. So that, that sounds like an experience. I definitely want to try out. <laughs> It, it's must. I mean, using the app is is a must at this point at, at any, you know, any of the parks that I've been to, but Disney, especially, it's like, it's just the, the way to go. Yeah, I think it's almost required at this point, right? Because tickets go through there. I mean, everything is scannable through that app at this point, at least the last time I went, um, that's how it was. But yeah, I do. I do like the, the, the ability to order food, but the whole Genie Plus service. So did you guys use the Genie Plus service as well? We did. We were, it was recommended to us. We had, I had no idea what it was. So we were kind of told as we got there, you know, Hey, once you get inside the park, you get genie plus and uh, you'll have the ability to get the lightning lane. And so we did take advantage of that. How did you feel about that experience versus like using the fast pass like you had used previously? Well, I think the fast pass was different in the fact you could usually get multiple rides, you know, with some of the fast pass examples. Uh, when I used to go through AAA, I know we could get it before you had unlimited fast pass. You could go to every single ride and get it, you know, basically scheduled out. Uh, with the Genie Plus, of course, at times we could get two scheduled. Uh, sometimes it was one. It let us do two a couple of times. If we waited like an hour between, mm-hmm. we could get a couple. And so we did have fun with that. And it was it was good for rides like Indiana Jones or Splash Mountain. It cut the times down significantly. Uh, when you're talking about Rise of the Resistance, you have to pay an additional $25. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't pay the 25 We just went through the line. It took us about 50 minutes. I think that was our longest wait. Um, and we just kind of breezed through it, and we were excited about you know that. But overall, some of the rides it's very important for. And then we just sort of started using it for convenience. It's like, oh, yeah, Thunder Railroad. Yeah, let's use that. Let's go really quick. And that was fun. Yeah, I think I had similar experiences. Um, I did pay for Rise of the Resistance when I went last time because my boyfriend's a huge Star Wars fan. Um, but it's good to know that sometimes those wait lines, if you just hit them at the right time, you can just get through there without having to pay that additional fee. Yeah, and Rise of the Resistance was actually down most of the time we were there. Huh? We only we went on it the very first day. It was the very first ride we went on. I think it was maybe like 1030 a.m., Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went on it and it was a good experience and we wanted to go back, but, uh, it was pretty much breaking down off and on throughout the entire trip. So we never got to go back on it. They had a few breakdowns, uh, which I think is kind of normal, but, um, that one definitely, we weren't able to go on again. We did go on the smugglers run at the end. And that one was a lot of fun too. Thank you again, Anthony, for coming on our podcast. Um, Proud cousin moment, I have to brag. Anthony has been podcasting for over three or four years now. And this year has been a huge year for him. He got his podcast picked up by the Believe Podcast Network. And he got picked up to comment, commentate. I don't know. I'm not a sports person. But he he gets to do live feeds during the 49ers games on pro sports fans. So our entire family is super proud of him. And I just had to share. So if you're a football fan or your spouse is a football fan, go check out his podcast. It's 49ers Cutback. All right. Our next guest 
made for a really fun episode to record. We had our friend Danny who runs the Disney Bracket on Instagram. And this whole episode was really fun because we got to help him come up with a bracket about the Disney Renaissance that took place primarily in the 90s, which we're obviously obsessed with because we grew up during that time. So here's our conversation with Danny. So the Disney bracket is essentially think of it as like your top favorite anything. It could be movies, could be rides, could be snacks. You know, we've done, uh, I think the most recent one we've done is which um, Incredibles character, you know, should have their own Marvel, you know, origin movie. So um, it's really more just of a, a countdown, but rather than you guys listening to what my top favorites are, which honestly, not many of you are going to know what my top favorites are. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I want to know what everybody else's top favorites are. You know, what what do the fans think they like? What do they think is the best snack? What's the best movie? What's the best ride? You know, all of that. So uh, on the weekly basis, I don't really have a schedule nailed down yet, but pretty frequently, you know, as soon as one bracket ends, maybe a day or two after, we'll put another one up. And you guys can just go into the Instagram stories and select, you know, the entries that you guys like. And those entries that get the highest votes move on to the next round and so on and so forth until we have a winner at the end of the week. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's nothing too invasive. It's something you just click on real quick, but you know, it's, it's really engaging because you kind of want to know if your if your votes made it through. So um, that's essentially what it's what it's been so far. Um, I am planning on maybe doing some stuff later on to the Instagram page, like maybe like giveaways or. You know posts that aren't just the bracket but for now just trying to really solidify that down nice so what inspired you to create this um you know what? i'm not 100 percent sure what it was i i guess i'm going through this weird like you know i just had a baby so i want to try to find something i can do at home but you know as i was like trying to look at stuff i was like oh maybe i can just like focus on you know having a following on instagram for whatever reason and like all right what am i going to do it's like well i love disney so let's do something Disney. And um, I mean, I don't live in the parks close enough to go there every week, like, you know, some of the other creators, which, you know, is pretty cool that they get to go there all the time. But, you know, I unfortunately can't. But um, I I don't know. I just wanted to feel, <laughs> feel like I was a part of it so, you know, I could contribute to it constantly and everybody can kind of just jump in and chime in, you know, have their votes and say on, on what they like about the parks or Disney and stuff like that. I know everybody... Um, you know, just has their own reasons why they love Disney. So I just kind of want to encompass, you know, every little part of it, you know? Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about Disney is you don't have to go to the parks. There's so many different things that you can enjoy of Disney, no matter where you are. And you've created something else for people to enjoy. I agree. I was going to say, and I love the interactivity of it too. I like that, you know, people can vote on it. And like you said, come back and see if they're, if their, their pick won the vote basically. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, I get, I get a lot of messages of like, Oh man, I really wish, you know, or how did, how did everybody vote this person and not this person? It's like, I know, like, I really like it too. You know, it's hard. Um, and just so everybody knows like these brackets that I make, like I've maybe been right. Like one out of like the, 20 brackets that I've made. <laughs> I'm always like just completely way off. I'm like, oh, I guess nobody likes, you know, any of these. Or, or like um, in my case, um, like when I did the snacks one, like turkey leg is like my absolute favorite like park snack. 
was mm-hmm. I was the only one who voted <laughs> Turkey Lakes. <laughs> I completely got shut down the first round, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, now everybody likes what I like, you know. <laughs> yes, we have that running argument all the time. I know. <laughs> and I saw uh, um, uh, the post that you guys put for Eric's birthday, and he was, you know, chomping on a turkey leg. I was like, dude, that's that's my guy right there. Him and I can, <laughs> can go share a turkey leg. <laughs> We just had to highlight his food the one day. It was his birthday. That, that's all he gets. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love a lot of the snacks and, you know, most of the snacks. But just for me, for whatever reason, is like, if I have it, I'm content. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I think this is cool for is not everybody you know, and a couple enjoys Disney. For example, my husband is not a Disney person, but you know, some people are into sports and I feel like this is kind of like that. And so you can kind of help families bond in that way. Yeah, that's cool. That's actually would be awesome. But if that's um, what it really, if it's what's really doing. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for someone like I do a lot of research, so stuff is like, I'm super focusing on the detail and not every, like the last one I did for the um for the Incredibles characters. Like I went through some of these characters' backstories on like the Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. But no one's gonna know like no one's gonna know or care what Gamma Jack's backstory is. But you know, at the very least I got to see it and I'm putting it in there. You know, if something someone wants to look it up, they can look it up and start, you know, finding all these cool things about, you know, characters or snacks or whatever it might be that I'm putting up there, you know. So grateful for Danny for coming on our podcast and letting us be a part of the Disney Bracket for a week. It was super fun. Um, Be sure that you follow the Disney Bracket on Instagram. It's been really fun being a part of Danny's community and voting in the brackets each week. So if you are not a part of that, go ahead and, and join right now. He posts the brackets in his stories and you get to vote throughout the week. And at the end of every week, there's a winner. Next up, we have another guest that was around from the jump. Our friend Melissa, who has her own theme park-related podcast, Magic and Monorails. She has an Etsy shop where she sells the cutest Disney-equivalent products. And if you watch us on YouTube, you've probably seen us rocking her little Minnie Mouse-shaped straw toppers. They are super cute. And she also creates park-related content on Instagram and TikTok. And I don't need to do any more of an intro with her background because we dive right into that in this chat. So without further ado, here's Melissa. Are you guys familiar with the Wisconsin Dells by chance? No. Mm -mm. It is known to have the world's largest indoor water park. Um, I grew up going to the Wisconsin Dells because it was something that was very affordable and very close by where I lived in Madison. And we definitely enjoyed taking our daughter there. Um, but the price point more than doubled in the last five, 10 years. So what used to be, you know, a hundred dollar all in day quickly turned into a couple hundred dollars, especially if you wanted to stay overnight, it would be close to a thousand dollars for a whole weekend. Oh my goodness. So I'm sure wow. you can imagine where I'm <laughs> going with this. Um, <laughs> good old frontier. I am an avid frontier flyer. I actually have one of my best friends who flies first class religiously now flying frontier in spirit because she has 
I've learned to appreciate the budget airlines for quick trips to Disney and just, you know, those like escape moments. Um, and we were able to find flights very affordably one weekend. And as the family, we were able to fly down and stay at all star music for less than if we were to drive up to the Wisconsin Dells, which was only 45 minutes away from where we lived. So then that kind of quickly became our thing. And then as soon as annual passes were re-released, we got our hands on those. And then from there, started flying down every month for a year, if not a couple of times a month. And you guys know the Disney magic is is contagious and it's unique in any way that you, you know, decide to connect with it. Some people like to connect to the parks and the rides. Some people like the food aspect of it. Um for, for me, it's a place that I felt safe traveling alone with my daughter to. Um, and there was still a lot for us to explore. And then we quickly decided that we were over Wisconsin winters. And long story short, it was two years of praying and planning about it. <laughs> and we ended up moving. It'll almost be a year at the end of this August. So we're really excited about it. But it's, it's still like a learning curve. We're a year in and we still have a lot to learn. Yeah. That's, you mentioned something that really stood out to me, the safety of taking your daughter alone. So mm -hmm. did you deal with kind of some scary situations or just mm. things you didn't feel safe with before that? Great question. <laughs> no, never. Um, but I grew up traveling a lot with my mom. Um, she was a flight attendant, so we went everywhere possible. We've yeah. been you know, Puerto Rico. And it was just my mom and I solo traveling a lot. So I think just kind of experiencing firsthand, like what I would and wouldn't do with my daughter alone. Um, I learned a lot from my own mother, both positives and negatives, but my daughter also has PTSD. So it was something where for, for her mental sanity and mine, um, I have a very short fuse that I'm working very hard on, on <laughs> as a parent. Um, but just for her and I to be able to enjoy our time together, consistency and routine is most important, honestly, in any child's life, right? Um, you know, but at the time where masks were required, especially when you're standing in a dark place, it was a really big trigger for my daughter. And so um, for us to be able to go and do anything really was a very big challenge. And Disney was kind of like her safe place in a way because she had grown up going there so often. Um, that's just kind of how it fit fit with us during that time so wow yeah. that's that's beautiful it's it's fun to hear about what disney means to different people and it really there's a, a big magic factor to it in different ways for everyone there is yeah <laughs> um do you feel like having such easy access to the parks like walt disney world specifically has it changed your experience from having to fly every time Yes. Um, Amia and I will always say the magic has changed. It's still amazing, but it's, it's different. I think the challenging thing for us is we love the excitement of like outfit planning, planning our dining. And we don't really do that anymore because we can just roll out of bed and even go in our pajamas if we wanted to, right? Like it's just a, it's a different experience. And obviously it's all about the mindset that you bring to the table. If, if we decide one day we are going to go all out and outfit plan and do a staycation, we will do that. But yes, it's definitely changed. And I guess the easiest answer is the magic is just different now. Yeah, we, we totally get that because we were yeah. living there and yeah, we totally know what you mean. 
Yeah. And even now, yeah, because I, I just got my first uh, Magic Key Pass here for Disneyland, too. So we have more accessibility to it as well. And I feel the same way. I think the magic is just different. It's not gone. It's just there's a different experience going there now. Uh, so being there, this is your you know first year. Have you learned any like tricks or secrets that you may not have known, you know, being on a on a trip? You just now are just going for the day. So is there anything you've learned? so many things you guys it is crazy and you know the hard part about especially sharing these things especially on tiktok is you'll get like a 50 50 response of oh my gosh you should totally not be sharing this secret because now everyone's gonna hear about it (laughs) so i do think i struggle with okay like i always have to ask myself the question would mickey want me to share this info (laughs) <laughs> and if not, then it's going to cause controversy and I'm not going to share it. So yes, there are tons of things that I've learned that I, unfortunately, because of that, you know, that question I have to ask myself, I do keep a lot of it to myself or, you know, I have a private group, um, a private Instagram channel that's specifically meant for like my, my VIP people who, you know, love Disney and want to be, want to connect with me. And they know that I'm truly genuinely doing it to help people, not to like, likes or views. Right. Right. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of the things that I've learned are focused on, you know, using the DAS system, um, as well as, uh, for my daughter. And then as well as just little things about how to kind of avoid crowds and at what times to avoid crowds, because again, we really try to minimize any additional, you know, chaos for her, especially if she's having an off day. Um, one of the ones, the tips that I'm known for through the TikTok world is my Disney TTC hack. So being a local, you have to park at TTC to go to Magic Kingdom. And, um, we all know that that adds on so much extra time. And so while the time aspect is still going to be relevant, it will take you about the same amount of time. You're going to be dealing with a lot less people if you use the walkway to go through Polynesian and just hop on a boat and, and ride over from the pollination. For us, again, it's not necessarily the time factor. It's more so it minimizes the chaos of all of the hordes of people getting on the monorail or the ferry. So that's one that I've been told numerous times, especially by people who have PTSD or, you know, social anxiety, that it really has helped them like start their day off and end their day more calm. Yeah, definitely. And that's the the, I find a lot of value in your podcast, but that's like the one thing that I really find value in. Both Amber and I have family members on the spectrum, and I remember you had an episode. I don't remember the guest, but you were talking about what's the best way to, you know, what are the best rides? What's the best way to get around the park for the day for somebody on the spectrum? And I, that is why I love your content because you're always just bringing stuff that not everybody brings to the table. Oh, thanks. I like to say I have non-Googleable advice. Yes, (laughs) Um, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) A lot of the stuff that I focus on, I also say like I hyper-focus on a certain topic because I feel like for me, I am such a planner that I need to know all of the little details. And so for me, it's just important to provide those things on top of, you know, a neurodivergent family member or child that you're, you're dealing with in the parks too. One little thing can completely change there and your experience. So that means a lot to me because there are some days where I do get a little self-conscious getting so personal. (laughs) 
No, it, you're helping. You're helping a lot Thank of you. people. Uh, so you have your own podcast, as I've mentioned several times here. Yeah. Uh, so what inspired you to start the podcast? I like to talk. um and uh, that's a benefit of having ADHD right is we're just kind of always on the go and it was a really good outlet for me to share my knowledge and to connect with people when I was living out of state it was um a challenge I would say to feel connected to Disney living out of state um until I did my podcast and I'm sure you guys can agree with that yes (laughs) A special thank you to Melissa again for taking the time to come on our podcast. She's really got some top-notch knowledge when it comes to navigating the parks in Orlando, no matter what your family looks like. So be sure to check her out and let her know we sent you. We'll be wrapping up with a very fun conversation we had with Robbie of Meet Upon Maine. Not only is it a dating site, but it's also a social network for Disney lovers all over the country. So going into this interview, I thought Meet Upon Maine was exclusively a dating site. But once we started talking with Robbie, we realized it was so much more than that. Meet Upon Maine is a place to meet like-minded individuals who love Disney. And you can even see what little niche within Disney they're into. Like, I feel like classic Disney, like me, or if you're a Star Wars fan or Marvel, like you can really create friend groups and make new friends who want to go to the parks with you and you can make new park buddies, especially if, you know, like your spouse isn't the biggest Disney fan or whatever. And you kind of feel like alone. This is a a place to find your people. So it's a one of a kind website. Be sure to check it out and find us. We're on there too. So find us on there. Yeah. So meet upon Maine is a dating slash social networking website where people that are looking for friendships or serious relationships, they can go on, sign up, build a profile for free, and then just start searching for users. Um, we have people from all over the country, from East coast, West coast, North, South, everywhere, um, that are joining and people that are married they're joining because they want to find other married couples to go on vacations with because they have that big interest in disney star wars and marvel um and you know it's it's nice to have somebody or even a group of people to have that major passion with and so that everybody goes on there with that intention of finding that either a special somebody or next grade travel buddy, you know, to go with. So that is so neat because I, I saw that, you know, it's also said park buddy, but you kind of think of these things as, as just dating, but it's also a great way to meet people who are just as passionate as you are. Like my husband's not really a Disney fan. So if I wanted to go and he didn't, like I could just find a new friend. Right, right. And that's sort of what we wanted. We originally were like, well, let's do a a dating site. But I'm like, well, what about the people that are already in a relationship that, you know, their spouses aren't that big of a Disney fan. And, you know, you could have another couple come on that maybe that other spouse isn't a big Disney fan. And so then they could find something in common or 
both of them are fanatics, you know, for the whole franchise and they just all want to go together because, you know, the, you notice there's a lot of groups out there. So we, uh, we wanted to do something like that. We wanted to build another community where you can find each other really easily and, and, uh, yeah, just travel and make great memories together and eventually build families and have those kids great uh, create you know those great connections and build memories with their friends and stuff like that as well so yeah so you said you came up with this idea at the end of 2020 so what was that process like where did you come up with the idea and decide i actually want to make this happen yeah so uh one of my friends um she was looking to join a dating site and she's uh she's a big disney fan and she's like i wish something was out there for us so i started to do some research and see that there wasn't that many um sites that are like that that cater to this niche of a market so i was like oh i can i can start one you know and so um i ran it past a few other disney fans that i have as friends and and star wars fans um and they all were like, wow, this is a great idea. And so we, yeah, just, I just started contacting a few developers that I know, and we just started building it. And I have a degree in graphic design. So we started working with that. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, just started building the site. I have, uh, a law firm that I'm working with to make sure that I stay out of the Disney stuff, uh, lawyer spotlight, you know, and make sure that everything is good on that end and, the, you know, don't step on their toes or anything. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for that, you know? Yeah. Lawyers are always important, but I'm sure Disney appreciates it because you're kind of driving more money to them in a way. That's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Are there any success stories from the site that you know of so far? Um, so not yet. We have one that reached out to us actually, um, that said that he's, uh, in contact with, um, a very special woman and they're making great connection and everything like that. So we're, so we're in communications with him. Um, we're working on, uh, the more retention uh, back end mm -hmm. of the site right now to make it, you know, uh, we want to get the surveys out there to see how everybody's in, enjoying it, especially since we just, we just went live October of last year, the end of October. So, um, you know, for us to get the stuff out now, we need, we need to get it going, you know, and, and see if there's any feedback yet. I'm sure there's feedback, but any stories you know of connections and stuff like that so yeah wow so you're almost at your one year do you guys have any plans on how you're gonna ring that first year in no um not really thinking about it as like a one-year anniversary more of just you know full steam ahead we have um algorithms that are being worked on this this uh summer so we're always developing. Um, we have some new software updates that should be launching this week. Uh, that was one of our mindsets is 
to make sure that the site is never complete. We're always updating. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but no, I haven't really thought of any like one year anniversary kind of thing. We do have like a big summer sale right now that we're doing. So we cut a lot of the prices down. So I think the first month and three month memberships are 50% off. So it's, it was a dramatic, um, price cut, but it was, it was great. We, we fully, uh, think that it went in the right direction and everything. Summer's the hot time for the amusement parks. So it's a great time to get on there. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking too, I was like, this is great that there's the ability to have a park buddy connection. Just being in Orange County personally, I think this is great because I could be on there and one day just say, hey, I want to go to the park. Let me go see if someone you know wants to go with me this week or next week. Like, I think that's great uh, that you can just have, just pick a new buddy and have a new friend maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or even you and Eric can go on there as a couple and see if you can find another couple to go with. There are a lot of... Uh... Yes married couples and people that are already just in a relationship in general. There's a lot of them out on the website already, so. Thank you again to Robbie for being a part of the show. After we logged off of this recording, we talked with Robbie a little bit more and he shared some more insights on Made Upon Maine. Like this site is just growing and growing and growing. So be sure you hop on the movement and become a part of their community. And shout out because just a few weeks after we had this conversation with Robbie, Meet Upon Maine was featured in the LA Times. So check out that article. That's huge. Congratulations to all the success Robbie's had with Meet Upon Maine. And yeah, be sure you join. You can get a free account or you can get the paid version. They're pretty affordable. So, and you get more features that way. Well, thank you all for joining in on another episode of Two Finger Point. Don't forget, go wish my best friend a happy birthday. It'll mean a lot to her. And a reminder that next and go back and listen to some of our hot topic episodes where we talk about the DCP or specifically our nightmare roommate. That way you can kind of plug that into our stories as well and get a bigger picture the following week so not this next week but the one after we'll be sharing the other story and then we have a really big announcement for you guys you're not going to want to miss it so stay tuned um but until then have a wonderful new year stay safe stay mindful and we will catch you in 2024 Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Two Finger Point, hosted by Amber Omar and Kylie Salmon. Created by Amber Omar and Kylie Salmon. Produced by Amber Omar. Engineered by Kylie Salmon. Social media managed by Kylie Salmon. Content created by Amber Omar and Kylie Salmon. Stay connected with us by following us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or YouTube at Two Finger Point Podcast with the number two spelled out, T-W-O. You can also contact us by visiting our website at twofingerpointpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to have new episodes automatically downloaded to your device or to get alerts of our new episodes on YouTube. We greatly appreciate you rating and reviewing our podcast as well. You could be selected to have your review read on the podcast. 
like this review here from our friend Zoe. My Disney Podcast Fix. Amber and Kylie have put together the perfect podcast about all things Disney. Love to hear their banter, their opinions, their recommendations. And I love following along with their quiz at the end of each episode. You know it's a good podcast when you find yourself chiming in. Listening to them every week has me feeling connected to the parks even when I'm far away. Thanks, ladies. Thanks to you too, Zoe. We will catch you next Tuesday for our next episode. But until then, have a magical day.